0: Hey lads, welcome to episode number 65 of The Greencast, a podcast by Mr. Green Text, where I rambled to myself like a madman in the bedroom. So i got a good few things to talk about this week. Look, I know I've already missed a podcast last week, I'm aware. I got busy, and I'm still not sure if I want to actually keep the Sunday upload date of the podcast where I have it now. Sunday is also Australian time, I don't know what that is for anywhere else in the world. Uh, Fuck you, figure it out. But... Yeah, there's times where it's just like... I don't know. I don't know. I'm rambling and I'm making stories already. <laughs> Let me just get into the stuff already. It'll be up when it's up. If it won't be... If I miss a week, there'll at least definitely be an episode the following week. How about that? Let's let's have it that, guys. Let's make that the new rules of the podcast. If I miss a week, there'll definitely be an episode next week. Hopefully next week as well. I'm looking to hopefully do the uh, elusive... Uh, podcast where i have my friend on and we talk about how i destroyed a friend group as well uh so to those couple of people that are asking when that podcast is going to come out and if this is the podcast that's not this one hopefully the next one my mate finally said he's down to actually record it so we're probably gonna do that next week so that'll hopefully be out the next week and then hopefully i got some other cool guests lined up for that too but anyway let's get into the clickbait in the title and the elephant in the room uh, how do I even begin to talk about this? So, if you somehow don't already know, and some of you might not, there, there's a popular political satire comedy, I'm not really sure how to completely, like, how to categorise him. Political satire slash comedian, Friendly Geordies or Jordan Shanks, recently had a, his producer have the what what is it the what is the full name of it? The fixated persons unit break into his producer who his name is uh Christo Lanka and broke into his home with his mother, tripped over her, kicked the dog on the way out, and Plainco's police basically escorted him off and arrested him. Why? Well there's a huge amount of backstory to it and I'll try and like briefly get to it. So what happened was that Jordan is basically a, I again, it's, it's hard to describe the man, I think. I definitely, th- I would call him a journalist. I'd call him, like, a new wave, new wave journalism, is that a wanky term to really say? I'm not really sure. Again, you know, ramblings of a madman in my bedroom, hence the title of it. That's would yeah, that's a good way to describe him, like, new wave journalism He focuses on, like, corruption in New South Wales, particularly he, you might have seen him making the rounds during the Australian bushfires, he named the New South Wales uh, premier of the state, uh, Gladys Baruch-Rickley, and he gave her the nickname uh, Koala Killer, and that hashtag was trending Twitter for ages, and she still has that tag of the the Koala Killer because of how complicit she was during the bushfires, as well as... Uh, giving out budget to uh, places that are not really so much in need of it, both all because they're on their political party, and the places that are most affected, and, you know, places that needed it more than other seats just happened to be in the opposite political party, so obviously they didn't get as much of the budget uh, during the bushfire relief, as well as a bunch of other stuff that I am not smart enough, and haven't done the research enough to really talk about, but He also began to expose a lot of corruption with the deputy New South Wales Premier, whose name is John Balallaro, or the fat meatball-looking head cunt, or the peepee head-looking man, the ballsack scrotum of a man, John Balallaro. He even wears his political title pork-barrelling, which is a whole other separate... A lot of this stuff is like this thing but i also don't really know about it so pork barreling is essentially where same sort of thing you you kind of do backdoor deals and exploit budgets and give it to places that don't really need it he kind of wears that badge of honor badge of honor badge of honor uh on his sleeve and doing all that sort of stuff this is a really different sort of podcast and i hope you are not immediately turned off by this i'm getting i'm getting there to the the destroying free speech part so yeah he's exposing him Always adding in, like, you know, sort of allegedly in there too. There's a bunch of ward corruption as well. Um, I might even just link a bunch of resources down in the description to, so you can see what I'm talking about. But yeah, a bad cunt. <laughs> I mean, is there a good politician at the end of the day, really saying that out loud? So, Jordan then released a video famously called Bruz, where, where he was talking the entire time about all of these things that he's done, the corruption going on in his own fucking uh, political party, and then also talking about uh, his Airbnb business and then the bombshell drop of, I was in here the entire time. He, he actually rented out his multi-million dollar Airbnb, made the entire video on there. But the problem is, is that he, because John Bellaro is Italian, obviously by the name, So he was doing Italian accents throughout it and doing bits on, like, Mario and calling him super, super Barilaro, super Barilaro Bros and stuff like that. And when the mainstream media caught wind of this, instead of talking about all of the points in the video about uh, his alleged corruption and all of the fuck stuff he's doing, all of they did was single out the fucking accents and relating him back to Mario and calling him racist. And that was the only thing they really ran stories about, and also that he fucked in his Airbnb, and that was <laughs> completely ignoring all of the other points in the fucking 40-minute corruption video. Uh, he then followed it up with Bros Eternal, which, uh, after that video, uh, John Ballara had allegedly then sued Jordan Shanks, which he never really actually got the papers for it at the time, so it's kind of just like, you're saying I've been sued, but I don't know about that, would hand off to the media, saying about... Uh, giving them the scoop of, you know, Jordan's been sued. Jordan, for the first time, learned that he was actually being sued through the media, which was kind of fucking funny. Followed it up, tried to go to his lawyers, finally got served that kind of did a whole shit meme behind it. Uh, And it all came to a head when uh, Christo, the producer of Friendly Geordies, uh, he was with Jordan in the Bros Eternal video, (laughs) <laughs> where Jordan also dressed as Luigi and was asking him why he's been sued. Uh, also asking him, well, they harassed him, or harassed him. Uh, they cornered him at a uni event where he was at, asking him why he's been sued, until eventually, as they'd been dragged off by security, he basically just said, because you're a liar? And then off off they fucking went for that. Uh, and so Christo was uh, just walking to work on his route to uh the school of music in sydney i don't really know the 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 full actual university noticed that john balalaro was on the phone in the standing outside of a car immediately pulled out his phone and went holy shit i got to take this chance and then happened to have the uh the defamation lawsuit in his hands asking him hey why are you so with the boss and can you fix this because the address that he put on the uh on the case was actually uh, to Parliament House, and then his actual address, which, you know, <laughs> of course he's played silly buggers with him, because just to fucking stir him up, you know, legally you should have your actual address on it, and he didn't really have that. Uh, and so while he's still on the phone, he's asking, like, hey, can uh, g- you fix this? You know, why are you so my boss? Uh, he gets in the car, and off he fucking goes, and he's like, ha, huh, damn. Uh, follows him for, like, ten minutes, and he's like, alright, well, I'm not gonna catch up with him, okay. Off he went. Uh, And then a following week or so later, uh, it then comes out that uh, John Malolaro, obviously him, I mean it can't be anyone else, uh, had sent the, uh, let me just look at it again, the Fixated Persons Unit, which is basically the anti-fucking terror squad that, again... I mean, this isn't the comedy thing. This is not an informational podcast. Where he was. Uh, 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 the Fixated Persons Unit was created after the Lint Cafe siege, where uh, a guy tried to hold hostages uh, and that sort of stuff. You might know it from like five or six years ago, I think it is. Something like that. So, yeah, they sent the anti terror squad to Christo's house, not Jordan's house, to Christo's house, uh, alleging that Christo is stalking Jambalalaro. And followed him out from a funeral when he just—he literally has it on film when he has the route that he has going to Unu and and the road, saying that he followed his car for 200 meters, which again he has it on film. It's fucking bullshit. And so yeah, this plainclothes policeman went to his house, uh, and then immediately his parents are like, he told his parents to whip out the phone, and start filming. Uh, he, he fucking the guy. Goes in the fucking house, trips over his mum, kicks his fucking elderly dog (laughs) on the way out too. They have a scuffle, they shove him in the car and fucking off they go. All because people, all because this fat fucking retard of a deputy premier got mad that people were calling him a meatball and was alleging about corruption. Which, people do this all the time. It's, like, that's that's journalism for you. You can't just sweep people away. It's because Jordan is in this, like, new media uh, sphere that is just so against him. And say what you want about Jordan. Like, I know that uh, some people have mixed feelings about Jordan, but the thing with this situation is that it's not really so much about politics in the sense of, I'm on this side and you're on this side, It's really about freedom of speech when it comes down to it. If you can't criticize people in political power without being taken away by the secret police, like, you kind of live it in a fucking dystopia. So, yeah, and an update about that as well is that a couple days, as of a couple days ago, uh, Christo has since been released. Uh, He has a lawyer... ...as well, which I'll also leave uh, a, uh, a link in the description if you want to actually support this fund, too. Uh, he's lawyered up, as well as Jordan, because he's probably gonna be thrown on this suit as well, somehow. Uh, and they're currently fighting the charges... And, oh, that was a thing that I fucking forgot to mention, too! Is that when Christo was arrested... ...as well as being filed under these stalking charges and all this other bullshit... ...he was also essentially given a gag order... He couldn't have, he couldn't speak about the premiere in public. He wasn't allowed to have, uh, uh, uh I, I can't, I don't know the official word and i don't fucking have it up and I can't really be bothered to go find it and pause the podcast, but basically you can't have like, uh, caricatures of John Malolaro and like all of these other stipulations where he basically just can't talk about him at all, where they've just essentially gagged him and it's fucked. And this isn't the first time this shit has happened, to protect these people in power. There was famously that case not that long ago where uh, the bishop? the Some sort of Christian bishop, Catholic bishop, fucking whatever, same thing. He was uh, sentenced, and now he's also had a fucking jail at the same time. He was sentenced, and then also the media was given a gag order where they can't actually say what he was fucking... ...uh, charged for, they weren't allowed to talk about it during the entire time, where, you know, this... Uh, ...just because he's fucking religious. I don't know, man, a <laughs> fucking... ...it's a long way of rambling Saying the system is corrupt, man, and fucking Australia is... It, ...this is gonna be a make-or-break case, I think, to be honest. Because, if John Belalaro wins this case, then this kind of sets a precedent... ...and that they can kind of do whatever they fucking want, That is kind of scary, man... And I was going to make a video on this, but uh, half the reason is because I got busy, but the other half of the reason is because I got kind of scared. Sure, I don't live in the same state as the man, but uh, other people like, I'm just going to call him, friend of the show, Lewis Spears, when he made a video, literally within hours of him uploading that video, John Malolaro blocked him on Twitter without having any interaction with him previously, uh, as well as his entire fucking YouTube channel got demonetized, man. Like, and I can't afford to have that shit happen. And it's, yeah, it kind of puts you in, like, a rock at a hard place. Like, yeah, so I think this podcast is really, uh, as as uninformed, as rambly as it really is, is the best that I could really do, I think, in this sort of situation. And sort of having it vague, because I don't want to be thrown in. I am, like, sort of scared to a degree of it. (laughs) But yeah, long story short, if you do want to help out, I will leave uh, a link to... Jordan's fund and lawyer fees down in the description and, you know, any sort of money probably help out. I've thrown a little bit of money uh, at him as well. And yeah, that's all I have to really say about that part. My good God. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's scary, man. It's actually scary that this fucking meatball fuck can just (laughs) order the police to just take a man from his home, man. Fuck. Uh in other less rambly news and more and less political fucking satire and whatever the fuck. Uh I did do a bit more Urbex this week and I got a good couple of stories uh about that as well. Uh my friend and I we, we wanted to check out this one particular spot in like the uh Andropili sort of area. Or is it fucking Fucking around that sort of south side sort of area where it was uh I mean it might as well say the location now uh, the old, uh, uh toll building, because that was being abandoned apparently for a little while, sort of like warehouse-y, uh, sort of in the industrial estate. Apparently security has been kind of sort of bitted tight, but we're like, ah, oh, we could probably get around with it. We'd heard ramblings and rumors that, uh, it may have been demolished, and, uh, yeah, as we took the trip out there, we were very sad to discover it was actually demolished. So we were kind of a bit down on our luck, being like, fuck, we traveled all this way, we couldn't the fucking place that we came here is 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 fucking demolished. Shit, what do we do? We're still we had all of our kit with us. We still wanted to do a bit of Urbex, but we didn't really know any other spots uh, around us. So we kinda just started driving down the estate a little bit. And we looked in the distance and we saw some sort of uh warehousey sort of looking building where the walls were kind of caved in a little bit, and it looked like it was either under construction or half been torn down, or in the process of being torn down. So we pulled up, got out the car, and we started wandering up the side of it, and it has like all of that uh, temporary fencing along it that you can get like higher uh, construction higher construction sites usually get and that sort of stuff all the way around it. We see a door right above uh, a huge staircase and a window that we could probably easily climb around, but we're, we're walking around, and as we get to the end of the building, uh, we hear some, like, rumblings of, like, someone's, like, obviously there. At first, we think of, like, oh, shit, security guard. But, I mean, we're not technically doing anything illegal. We're just walking along the side of the road. It, it, sure, it's 11 p.m. at night, but we are, you know, we're still allowed to be there. We've done anything illegal. Yep. And so we see down this shadowy hallway, the figure of a man, and we both kind of just look at each other and go, "Oh, okay, that's definitely not a security guard. And then we see, like, something get thrown, and hit the fucking fence as well, and we're like, what the fuck is that? What is going on? Meanwhile, there's absolutely no light down this fucking hallway. We still can't see who it is. They look like they're in some sort of jumpsuit sort of thing. They don't have a hat. Doesn't look like they have any other security sort of badges, or anything of that sort. We start walking back to where we came, and then we see the man uh, come out from the alley and then go up to an electrical box, open it, and then start stripping it. And then we quickly realize, oh, this guy is actually some sort of scrapper. He's fucking yoinking all the cable, man. And then, yeah, we, we start walking back the other way. and We notice, yeah, the giant bundles of fucking cable right by the exit. And we're just still standing in the middle of the road, just kind of... Uh, looking at this dude, just being like, uh, what the fuck is happening? Are we just watching a guy rob a place? (laughs) And he turns around and just sees two guys standing in the fucking road. Uh, and obviously, you know, he probably doesn't really give a shit. He knows that we're not cops or anything like that. He just goes, oh, can I help you boys? And we're just like, oh, hey man, yeah, we're just, uh... You know, we're urban explorers. We're just going to uh, check out this place. He's like, oh, okay. And yeah, we just asked him, just like, hey, what what are you doing? And we're like, oh, just stripping all the copper cables, you know, just going to melt them down and sell them. And we're like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, you boys want to come in and check it out? You're more than welcome. And we're like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, just come in uh, around this spot, around the fence here. There's a big gap. And we're like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks, man. And so he shows us. Uh, discourses it a little bit. He's like, "Yeah, you know, feel free, whatever you want. Just uh, don't take my cable over there. That's uh, that's my pile of stuff. But uh, yeah, man, just uh, feel free to take whatever you else there, and uh, just uh, let me do my thing." And we're like, "Okay, sure, man, will do." And so we wander in, and it's a giant empty warehouse. It looked like there used to be some sort of mechanic or tire shop there at some point. You know, there's giant oil stains on the ground, ripped down walls where, where toilets are. Uh, it looks like there's a showroom sort of space in there, too. And the guy kind of comes back inside, uh, and we start chatting to him. And, yeah, you know, we're talking about uh, how he's going to scrap all this cable and melt it all down and such. Uh, and then he starts asking us about Urbex Journal and other places we've checked out. And he imagines this place, and we're like, oh, yeah, we've been there, da 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 and then he mentions, oh, have you boys been to Lamb House? Which, if you don't know, I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on this podcast. Lamb House is one of the, probably if not the most famous abandoned house in Brisbane. Which, ironically, is also behind the most expensive house in Brisbane, which is hilarious to see um, and, a, and a funny thought to have. Uh, yeah, and we explained that, yeah, we'd gone in there and accidentally met a squatter and quickly fucking ran the hell out of there. Uh, and the guy starts explaining the heritage of this place and how we, uh got in there not long after it was abandoned. And he's fucking yoinked, like, rings. He says he's yoinked a fucking tiara from that place. As well as a bunch of photo albums. Because it turns out that the husband of uh, Joy Lamb, the owner of the current property, uh, who I think this is also since sold to now, um, uh, saying that... Because this house is, like, built in, like, the 1900s. So this amateur photographer husband has, like, really old photos of Brisbane. (laughs) But also, uh, some very, uh, sexually explicit photos of Joey Lamb. And then starts explaining, like, oh, yeah, no, this, uh a bunch of naked photos of uh, Joy Lamb in here, too. <laughs> we're just like, hold on a fucking minute. This man literally has uh, one of the most famous women's nudes in all of Brisbane just because he fucking, like, yoinked it so many years ago. And he explains it, like, oh, yeah, all these places that he goes to, he just yoinks souvenirs from there. And as we're exploring a little bit more, As like a big sign of uh, the the old business that used to be there, and he went, Oh, I'll take that with me, and just fucking rips it off the fucking wall, and uh, takes that back to his fucking pile. Uh, He tells us about some other spots, too. Uh, You know, it breaks down about how he melts down all the copper and how much he sells it for. Uh, And yeah, hung out with him a little bit more. Meanwhile, the entire time on the inside... We still can't see his fucking face. I He looked like he kind of had a sort of half-shaped fucking head. Um, and and then he had also some sort of, like, navy overalls and boots, but never got a good look at his face because it was totally pitch black in there as well. So if the police ever asked, you know, what the fuck that guy looked like, couldn't tell him. Just a guy in a jumpsuit with a shaved head. Could be any number of fucking crackheads roaming Brisbane doing this sort of shit. Um. So, But eventually, yeah... He's just like, all right, boys, well, uh, I'm going to get going. Uh, have fun. And then yeah, I just hear him All the fucking cable hit in the back of some unit and then fucking off he went. And I'll never fucking see that man again in my, <laughs> in my life. This man just has a collection of some of the biggest uh, historical pieces of uh, history in Brisbane, just any fucking place, because he thought, oh, that'd be cool. And fucking tiaras and gold rings and that sort of shit. And we were just like, what the fuck just kind of happened? We just literally had a weird, chubby conversation with, like, a legitimate scrapper and someone who just, like, uh, like, I, 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 don't, I don't know what I, to really think. Like, you've, people have seen these sort of things and heard about them and people, you know, have been annoyed about stripping it. And we even asked just like, oh, is it really even worth that money and the effort? It's like, oh, no, not really, but it's kind of a little bit of fun. He's like, all right, yeah, we'll catch you later, boys. Uh, I'm just going to go have a beer. <laughs> and then fucking, yeah, like I said, off he went. I'll never fucking see him again. I'm afraid that i are just like, what the actual fuck just happened? Uh, roamed around a little bit more. Got some more cool photos and videos. Uh, those will be up on my TikTok sort of serum. Yes, I have a TikTok. Uh, go follow it. It has some bangers on there, whatever. Might even do a compilation of it at some point because I have so much urbex stuff at this point. Um, but yeah, <laughs> kind of slinked our way back out after exploring and then we're like, well, that was, that was a thing that <laughs> fucking happened. Uh, and then there was one other spot that we went to that night where, uh, my friend had been to, I think once before and kind of wanted to go check it out now. Cause it was still in like pretty freshly abandoned at that stage. Uh, and when we got there, it was on like uh, a pretty steep hill as well. And when we got there, it was basically just the foundation of the house and then just a bunch of all of the wooden studs holding <laughs> up the rest of the roof and everything else. All of the walls were gone, all of the fittings were ripped out. Pretty much everything was gone. It was pretty much, I reckon another week or even at this point now, I think that building's probably completely gone uh, at this point because it was down along a main road too. It had uh, probably about 2 meter high uh, weird brick stone fencing as well. And so we kind of just had to hop that down. And <laughs> we didn't realise the this side was like a 3 meter drop. So we have kind of sort of fucked ourselves up. Uh, jumping down from there as well. And then just explored this very strange home of like walking through what would be hallways. But then being able to see right through the entire house. And the most eerie part of that entire thing was we found two separate, like, uh, memoir pamphlets of people who had died in the last, like, five years-ish. And it's like, we don't know if it was the owner, we don't know if it was the mother or whatever, but it's just, like, just in the middle of the floor, which was strange and like, what seemed to be an active worksite and everything, too. And, uh, yeah, quickly, you know, did all of our stuff and got some more footage of all that. Had to be careful, because there's also a bunch of apartments right next door, which is probably what this place is going to be knocked down for as well, which is kind of ironic. Uh, Explored downstairs, which is, uh, I guess, where they threw all of the shit uh, and all of the stuff that was left behind by the previous owner of the house, because it was just all piled up against the walls and sopping wet, because it had been raining uh, the previous night as well, and dripping everywhere. And, uh, yeah, hopped the fucking fence and then... Uh, made our way back home, and that was uh, the latest fucking apex trip, meaning a fucking scrapper and uh, a half-destroyed fucking house of an active build site. <laughs> 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 um, I was also on set this week as well for the first time this year, and probably actually probably about a whole year in general, uh, which was nice. One of my uh, good mates brought me on for a commercial, and... <laughs> One of the main things I had to do, uh, or I had to help out with the production, I had to find a jacket for this commercial, and the aesthetic was, imagine Oliver Tree, sort of, 90s, windbreaker, multicolored sort of jacket. And basically I basically had to find that, and I had, like, five hours to find something like that uh, for the production, and so <laughs> I had to go on, like, a giant adventure, and... I could talk about that for ages, but there was one store I did end up finally getting a jacket from, and that was. I fucking hate even saying their fucking name because I hate them so much. I went in to Culture Kings. If you don't know what Culture Kings is, imagine a store designed for lads by lads. And I'd heard the rumours, I didn't think it could have been that bad of a fucking store. And as soon as I fucking walked in, I immediately cringed because of how much I fucking despise it immediately. From the start, this store has a store DJ in a DJ booth above everybody so walking in there I could hardly even hear my own fucking thoughts because it's so fucking loud and if I want to talk to any assistant I have to get this fucking close to them and ask them and have shouted them to ask what I fucking need and want and they literally have an entire wall filled with snapbacks who the fuck wears snapbacks in 2021 oh it's the worst kind of fucking hat as well as the other wall is lined by fucking, like, Nike Air Maxes and other laddie sort of fucking jackets and that sort of stuff. But I'm like, sure, they if anyone's gonna fucking have this jacket, it's gonna be Culture Kings. And so I'm wandering around, uh, I find finally the jackets, and then a guy literally comes up to me and asks me, hey, and he literally says to me, Hey bro, do you need a hand, need a hand? And, uh, I kind of just look at him and I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm after a jacket like this. Uh, it's for a commercial. And I just see his fucking, like, eyes light up go, oh, bro, for a commercial? Have, oh, I know the thing that'd be perfectly. That sounds sick ass, bro. And <laughs> literally talks like a lad, too. I'm like, oh, no, the rumors are true. Escorts me to the back of the place. Shows me, uh, a jacket that he think might work. It's, it's, how do I, how do I even describe this jacket? I don't have it anymore. Thank Christ. But it's, imagine Mighty Fly's hat on a jacket, but statically it's only like a really deep gray. It's only when you shine light at it, then it then reflects and gives you that like multicolored reflection, like the Mighty McFly hat. Uh, and I try it on and I'm like, oh man, this is, a, this is kind of big. What size is this? And he says, oh, it's uh, it's a large man. And I'm like, oh, can I just get it in, like, a size small? And he's like, oh, we don't make sizes smaller. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? Large is the smallest you have? And he's like, yeah, won't he make large? And I'm like, what kind of fucking... St- what? What kind of store is that? Imagine that, you fucking customer base, that is just a bunch of skinny cunts, and all, <laughs> no wonder why they all look fucking so stupid. With well, their clientele being fucking built like a fucking daddy long leg spider and jackets that only come in a size large. No wonder why they look so fucking stupid and everyone, no one takes them seriously. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'll fucking take the large. He tickets me out and fucking off I go. Uh, and so I come back the following couple of days or so because uh, I don't really, the we didn't end up using it. Oh, also as well. Uh, when we're going through the checkout, he just hands me two coins, which I still have the fucking coins because I just didn't use them because I didn't have time. He hands me two coins that just have the Culture King's logo on them. And then I'm just like, oh, what is this? What the hell am I supposed to do with this? And he's like, oh, go over there, bro. Uh, Go put that in. You can maybe win some stuff. And it's just like a claw machine with, like, Nike fucking Air Maxes in there where you could just, I guess, if you... Pull it and land it, I guess you get one of them, one of the pairs, which, you know, I'm immediately going to resell if I do that. I still have the coins, so, but gradually I might go in there just to fucking get rid of them, because I don't know what to do with these coins fucking otherwise. Uh, and it's like, as I go to the checkout, the guy's like, oh, I've got to give you some free socks as well, bro. And I'm like, cool, I don't really want them, but sure. And throws, like, three pairs of Culture King socks in there, too, that I'm immediately going to fucking throw in the bin, because I don't want to be seen with culture kings anywhere on my fucking body, for sure. And so I come back uh, a couple of days later, because I ended up having to uh, use my card instead of the production's card, because uh, a whole other separate thing. But um, I'm like, hey man, I just want to return this jacket. Uh, didn't work for what I needed it for. Hang on, I just moved that fucking over. Boom a moment. Didn't end up needing it for what I needed it for. Uh, I just like my money back. And he's like, oh... We don't do refunds, mate. We're only do store credit. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I, I don't want anything in the store, man. I just want my money back. I literally, I hate this store. He's like, oh, sorry, man. Wait, we, 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 Unless there's something wrong with the product, we don't do refunds. And I'm like, well the, I don't know, fucking, I I don't like it, that's the reason why it doesn't work for me, fucking, I I didn't know what to really say, I was just like, I don't know, it didn't work for me, that's what's wrong with it, and he's like, no, sorry man, no can do, and I'm like, oh, fuck, and so I saw the other guy who sold it to me yesterday, and he like, comes back over and is like, oh, hey man, how'd it go, and I'm like, yeah, went okay, but uh, they didn't like the jacket, and I need to kind of return it, and he went, oh, okay, man, what did did you want to get instead? And I'm like, I don't want anything, man. I just want my money back, please. And he's like, oh, sorry, we can't do that, man. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. And I have everything in there. I have the receipt and everything that still has the label on the jacket, the tag of the jacket, I should say. I just wanted to get out of the store. I still fucking can't hear my own fucking thoughts over the DJ. And I need this money, too, because I needed it to fucking pay rent the next day as well. So I i literally went to the city specifically to return this dumb fucking jacket. And I've been told, Sorry, man, you can get the new Dark yeah, Air Maxis or fuck off. And I'm like, oh. And so <laughs> just in my utter rage, I'm like, cool, well, fucking shove it up your ass then. And then I fucking walk out the store. Because I absolutely do not want to stay in there for another fucking second. Uh, I called my friend who helped me on set and he reimbursed me for the jacket and, you know, uh, a couple of days later he picked it up and, you know, got some store credit in case he wants to go to that store again. Which I also later found out, for whatever fucking reason, if you order from the Culture Kings website, you can do online returns, no drama. But if you order from a physical store, they don't do it, for whatever fucking reason. And it just... (laughs) I didn't didn't think a store could be that bad. Oh, it can. It can be that fucking bad. And its name is fucking Culture Kings. Oh, God. Just so infuriating. Uh, Speaking of infuriating, as well, I'm also getting into it while I'm in this shouty fucking mood. Uh I went to go see Quiet Place 2 today. And it's currently like uh Friday right now and school holidays is not supposed to start till next week here. Uh for their like winter break. Uh and uh for whatever fucking reason, I saw there's a bunch of kids out and I guess they got fucking Friday off today for some reason. And I love to go to the cinemas by myself. Because, you know, about the middle of the day on a weekday, there's no one really there apart from other old people. So, it's usually pretty empty and, you know, works works for someone who just likes to go see movies. Usually discounted as well. Uh, And A Quiet Place was definitely one of the films that I needed and wanted to see in cinemas. Just because, you know, uh, the whole premise of the film is that it's really quiet and has an amazing... Uh, soundtrack and sound mixed to it and everything. So I wanted to experience it in the cinemas and, you know, have that surround sound system with them. So that's why I'm just like, oh, I need to go see this. Fast and Furious 9 recently came out and it reduced a lot of the showings for Quiet Place and, you know, might only be in cinemas for a couple more weeks before it gets booted up for some other retarded big, 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 Jeff, big, big blockbuster. Uh, and I get in there and... Since it's, I guess they had their day off, like 75% of the theater was filled with teenage girls for some fucking reason. And so watching the film, I just had, like, you know, girls scream and then laugh. And then I had people fucking whispering the entire time. People fucking trying commentating. Uh, behind me as well, just being like, "Oh, he kind of looks hot, or like, ooh, no, he doesn't, not anymore. And just shit like that that just infuriates... Nothing infuriates me more, apart from maybe Culture Kings, than people that fucking talk in the cinemas. And, like, I literally yelled at them to, hey, shut up, and I wasn't the only one. And the second person that shut up could literally hear them just go, eh, shut up, and, like, doing the fucking... The the, the mocking voice of them too, which is just nothing fucking, uh, nothing fucking worse. And It's just, I can't win, I can't do anything at that fucking point. And there's literally points during the film where I'm just like, I think I would rather get up and leave the theatre not knowing how the rest of this fucking ends than sit here with this fucking audience and having to listen to them and bear these fucking people in here. But I I thankfully did stuck it out, and then immediately as it ended, I fucking, like, half... I very much power-walked out of that fucking cinema. Uh, And so, long story short, uh, never again. (laughs) If I'm going, I'm going on, like, a Monday or a Tuesday. Definitely not anywhere towards the weekend, and absolutely, definitely not going during school holidays, because I don't want to have to deal with people again. Oh, Christ. Alright, so let's get into the most autistic part of this podcast, and that is, of course, where I answer questions, queries, and talk about topics that you guys uh, submit to me. So if you ever want to interact with the podcast, you can either go into the Discord and jump to the Greencast channel, jump, throw stuff in there, and then I'll probably maybe read it on the podcast if it's not too autistic, like the thing says, or just complete memory, because I just won't read it then. I hope you want to remain more anonymous and share, like, some fuck story do with me. You can email me at mrgreentext at gmail.com. So, let's see, we have, uh, <laughs> Military Humvee Requiem asks, You better answer this time, do you have a fatty? Now, I'm not quite sure what he means in references to fatty. If he means that I have a fat ass, I'd say I have a medium to fat ass. It's kind of pretty toned, I do a lot of uh, a lot of kickboxing and Muay Thai stuff, so I've got some pretty fucking toned legs and buttocks. If he means penis a uh, pretty average penis, nothing to be ashamed of, nothing to brag home about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what else to really say about that uh, Sideburns Guy says, Would you ra- who would you rather fight? A stingray that killed Steve Irwin, he spelled Irwin wrong, disgusting, or a drop bear. Um I'm about to expose a huge secret that a lot of other Australians might be a little bit mad about me that drop bears actually don't exist. It's a little thing that Australians made up to make fun of Americans because they're a bunch of dummies. Drop bears actually don't exist. It's a myth that we created simply to make Americans scared of Australia. Drop bears are, in fact, or usually in reference to koalas, which, you know, they very much stay in in trees and also definitely not fucking bears at the same time. Uh, so would I rather fight a koala or the stingray that killed Steve Irwin? I'd assume I'd be in either of its territory. I think I'd have more of a chance of drop-kicking uh, drop, drop kicking a koala than I would actually in the ocean <laughs> trying to kill a fucking stingray, because that thing would just, you know, obviously sting and kill me. But yeah, it's always funny... There's a lot of things like that where whenever an American asks an Australian dumb things like that, or it's like, oh, I heard you ride kangaroos to Australia. <laughs> an Australian hears that and goes, oh, here we go. I'll fucking wind him up. And he'll just agree. And also just, you know, see how far he can push it. Whether it be like, oh, yeah, we put them in saddles or we ride in pouches or, you know, we, we get in their pouches and ride them to school and shit like that. It's... If an Australian sees a chance to wind up and take the piss out of an American, they will jump at the chance, because we love nothing fucking more. Uh, Stryker asks Femboys, yes or no? No. Traps a go. Uh, and I'll be honest, that's about all of the somewhat decent, answerable questions I really have here. <laughs> oh christ yeah not too much so yeah it's a bit of a shorter episode but uh yeah like i said uh next six episode will be the uh, famous how i destroyed a friendship friendship gif yeah, friendship episode so be on the lookout for that um yeah of course again if you want to interact with the podcast jump in the discord go into the green text uh the greencast discord chat and then drop it in there my brain's mushed today for whatever fucking reason or email me mr do it either one Whatever I don't care. Do or don't. <laughs> anyway, thanks for watching. Oh, the secret phrase I keep forgetting to do those. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's. So, if you made it the whole way through this podcast, let's put, make it, uh, free speech. Uh, what do you think of free speech? Do you think you have it in your country as a part of your constitution? It's definitely not ours. Uh, include it in your comment, and I'll give it a little heart, and that way I know you made it the whole way through the podcast. Alright, that's it. I'll catch you later, cunts. Goodbye.